If no one sheds light on what is being done in the darkness, it will never stop. One in three girls and one in six boys are sexually abused and told to hush. Breaking the silence is the first step to healing. Healing is a lifelong journey. Find your voice. Your story matters. Pain put me into hiding. Purpose called me out. May the silence be broken. Thanks for listening to the One Voice Podcast. It's a safe place for conversation on relevant topics with real-life stories to encourage and inspire you along life's journey of healing from sexual abuse. I'm Mary O'Brien with Nicole Braddock-Bromley. April is Sexual Assault Awareness and Prevention Month, and it's every year. It's always my most busiest time of the year. Is that a word? Most busiest? It's the busiest (laughs) time of year for me. There you Um, go. (laughs) But so I just kind of wanted to talk a little bit about what sexual assault prevention really means and, you know, why it is the busiest time of the month. A lot of the colleges that I speak at like to highlight this month and and bring in a speaker to really um, bring awareness to the issues of sexual assault on campus or sexual abuse that maybe has happened in the history of their students. And it's time to really deal with that. And so it's been a real honor for me to be a common speaker on campuses across America on this topic. But what I've also realized is that You know, it's also started a movement, and that's been really fun to see over the course of the last few years. But it's a commitment for me, too. You know, it's a commitment. Every April is is a difficult time for my family. I mean, it's time for me to be away, but it's been a commitment to my Jesus, too. I really feel called to this work, and so that's why, you know, every week I might be in another state speaking to a different crowd. But it's also a commitment to you guys. You know, I love all of you. And I'm so grateful that your support continues and that you follow the work that I've been doing and that you have been committed to um, my voice. And in turn, many of you have have found your voices too. And so for 15 years, almost, we've been doing this together. And so I'm really grateful for that. It's also interesting how the traveling goes. And it's really (laughs) fun too. Like now that I have Mary that goes to many of my engagements and speaks alongside me, it's been more fun because I found I probably have the worst luck when it comes to flights and (laughs) just getting places and being on the road. And it's always just been funny because, you know, you come home and you have a story to tell, but usually it's just like me being alone and doing stupid things like I want to get there faster. So I'll Okay, maybe I shouldn't share this. <laughs> no, you have to now. Seriously? Okay. Well, like, there might have been a time when I was driving home from Kansas City, and I didn't want to stop because it was the middle of the night. I wanted to get home to my kids, and I had to pee really bad. Oh, no. Oh, no. So I had an empty Panera come next to me oh. and just went ahead. Okay, and- that's enough. That's enough. That's <laughs> enough. We get the things. picture. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, there's there's sacrifices to be made, too. There's been so many canceled flights. And I can remember one time running a car and having to drive to a speaking engagement because um, my flight was canceled and I had to get there. And, well, come to find out, it was canceled because there was a tornado coming through the area, which I ended up driving through that Of course storm. you did. <laughs> but I got oh. to the speaking engagement on time and it was awesome. So, but, you know, it's been it's been a lot of work and it's been, you know, sacrifices and all of that. Um, but I wanted to share with you our recent travels. Mary and I um, <laughs> recently had a canceled flight and she... I know I've shared with you before, she works at a radio station um, in our city. And so she had to get back to work that next morning. And they were telling us that we weren't going to get back in time. 
So I'm on the phone. We're driving in South Dakota. Yeah, and you were on the phone for like an hour. And that's where I feel so guilty because she's working with the travel agent and trying to figure things out for our flights and getting us home at a certain time. And then I kind of just kiboshed that whole thing. Like I had really, this guy was so helpful. And he was just like on my side. He was like, we're going to make some things for you. Like, but you're still not going to get home in time for Mary to get to work. But, you know, he was making, he was doing some good stuff. And then all of a sudden Mary, just from the driver's seat, says, Nicole, I looked it up. It's 14-hour drive home. We're driving. I'm like, okay. Just like that. Sorry, sir. Thanks for your help. Uh, we're going to just rent a car. So and that's he what we was did. a little annoyed, which he had every right to be, but... <laughs> I'm like, I got to pay the bills. I got to get to work. So so that's what we did. So we returned that car, picked up a new one and drove 14, 15 straight hours. Literally, I pull into the radio station and push her out the car. She goes on the air within the next 30 minutes and then I go home to my kids. So they're just interesting things that happen over here in order to do this work. It's not easy to show up and just you just show up on stage and there it is. Like there's a lot of work to get there. So mm-hmm. um, I'm just so grateful God delivers us safely, even though there's weird things that happen in between. But we have fun, too. We always do. And, you know, it may be painful at times. I remember driving overnight that three to five a.m. shift yeah. was not easy. But it's stuff that you can always look back on and laugh and just right. I mean, we do the stuff we do because it's changing lives and we have fun doing it. That's and exactly that's what's right. important. Yeah. For instance, our last trip, we were speaking at a university in New York. Yes. On our way. We knew we were going to get there really late already. But then, Mary, you saw a sign. For Niagara Falls. And I had never been. I don't remember saying, though, I wanted to drive there. Oh. You kind of made that happen. Oh. Well, I said, have you never been there? Because I've been there a couple of times. And you were like, no. And I'm like. We have to go. <laughs> and I'm like, no. And you're like, yeah. And then that's when it all unfolded. <laughs> what unfolded? So we pull up to the bridge to go to the Canadian side because that side looks way cooler. Okay, we have our driver's license thinking, oh, we're fine. We'll get yeah. in with that because you couldn't remember from your last trip to Niagara Falls. Right. Again, this is how I get myself in trouble. We go through the first <laughs> gate. We pay our little fee. Yeah. And as we're driving to go to the next gate, I'm thinking this was a little too easy. And that's when it got a little dicey. Yeah. And they were like, uh, you need a passport, birth certificate. I'm like, well, we're literally just stopping for five minutes. She's never seen the falls. We're literally stopping for five minutes. They're like, well, you can't just show up with nothing. <laughs> They're like, I mean, did you plan to come here? I was like, no, we didn't plan. We're just on our way. And we just wanted to see. So, so you accidentally went over this bridge to Canada. Uh-huh. And I'm like, well, it sounds like that's what we did, but it's really not. Well, the worst part was when the second gate said, OK, you need to pull over to this side section and then two police officers come out (laughs) and it feels like an interrogation they were very friendly but I'm not gonna lie my voice was cracking I was scared and then we have a car pull up beside us they have all four people get out take them inside and then they're searching their car and that's when I'm thinking oh no this is gonna go bad really fast so Mary's sweating and I'm giggling (laughs) yes (laughs) well I figured I mean I've had a record of weird things like this and always it always works out. Uh-huh. So we went and we saw the falls. It literally was five minutes. <laughs> Turned it. around, got back on the road, and got to our speaking engagement. And I'm never going back to Canada. <laughs> Aw. 
So on a more serious note, it's been a really good month. We've been able to speak at a number of places and we continue. Actually, today I'll be speaking at a Victims of Crime conference in Dayton, Ohio, and just equipping leaders, community leaders, law enforcement, healthcare professionals, um, people of that nature to be able to assist victims of crime, specifically those who've been sexually abused and to believe their stories and to stand beside them and to do what they can to um, end sexual abuse in their community. So I'm really excited about that today. And then from there, moving on to a speak out in Northwest Georgia for the sexual assault center down there. And I'm really hoping to get more of the sexual assault centers and children's advocacy centers on board in the in the next few years. So really excited to partner with organizations like that and to lend my voice to their cause. This year's theme for Sexual Assault Awareness Month is engaging new voices. And I think it's really true. We need everyone's support in this movement to end sexual violence. We need all of you. I don't know if you remember um, when we were at the, the school in Iowa, the girl that was an RD that came up after. Um, we did a Q&A with the girls at the end of the day. And yeah. that was really powerful. There were so many great questions. But there was a young woman. She was a young mom that came up to us after mm-hmm. Her name was Celeste, and she said, Nicole, you don't remember me, but you spoke at my college five years ago when I was an undergrad. And she said that was the first time that she had ever um, talked to anybody about her story. And she shared with me she'd been sexually abused by her stepdad as well. And then that just sparked her own healing. She ended up going to the counseling center at her school, working through all of those things. And she said now she had committed her life to helping other young women find their voice and to begin their healing journey because that had made such a big difference in her life. And so that's why she was in residence life, working at this new school. So it's so cool, like, you know, randomly run into her. Mm -hmm. I had no idea the ripple effect that had happened after sharing my own story at her school. And it's incredible to see some of these stories come full circle. Nicole, you've been speaking for years and you don't always know the impact uh, you've had with sharing your story and using your voice. But then to see somebody else come to you and say, because of you many, many years ago, I'm now in this good, healthy place because of your courage. And as your friend and doing this work with you, it's just awesome for me to watch that whole thing unfold. I've realized that it takes a lot of faith to know that your voice makes a difference Mm -hmm. in people's lives. You know, so a lot of times it is just walking through those doors, taking those, you know, those crazy travels that we have to get to a place because we know that God has asked us to be there at that time, at that location for whoever shows up. And just trusting that God will do what he does with that. And a lot of times we don't know what he does. So you might be sharing, you know, within your church small group or maybe with just the moms that are hanging out one day at the playground. Maybe you end up just hinting to the fact that you've been abused as a kid or that you were raped in college or something and just sharing your own brokenness in a random place just because you feel compelled to. And you don't know what someone's going to do with that. But a lot of times God will do something with it. And we just have to trust the process and and believe that, you know, we're doing the right thing by finding our voice. And a lot of times it will open the door and you might not know till five years later, just like the situation with Celeste, which reminds me of this past weekend, you know, celebrating Easter weekend. I think about Good Friday, the pain and the death, the loneliness, the darkness. Friday requires that faith that there's something ahead of you. Then there's Saturday, 
We have the waiting, the silence, the the holding on to hope. And then Sunday, the rising, the hope realized, the love revealed in all of its glory. So it's faith, then hope, then love. You know, the pain, the waiting, and then the rising. So I told my boys over the weekend, we have to go through pain in this world. We have to go through pain in this life. But not only do we have to, we can you know, we can go through it. We can walk through the messy middle parts of our journey and we can be brave to not only just land there, but to keep going because we always have hope. So we can trust that there's magic in this messy middle part, in the waiting parts, in the Saturdays of our life, in the Saturdays of our healing journey, because it's in there that God is really up to something. And Christ's Easter stories taught us that from the cross to the empty tomb, from the darkness of death, to the miracle of the resurrection, Christ's story has taught us that. And through that, we know that he loves us more than we can fathom, and he can understand everything that you and I are going through because he's already been there. The loneliness, the pain, the loss, the grief, whatever it is you're struggling with right now, all of it, he has been there and he is faithful. Even when we're not, he always is faithful. So my message today is to hold on for Sunday, friends. The rising will come, it always does. Sometimes I've moved well beyond that moment of believing in the rising. You know, I've given up on certain things or certain stories that I hope end well. And then eventually he answers. Not always when I thought he would or not even how I expected that he might, but he always comes through. We're so glad you're here. We hope you'll check back here in a couple weeks to hear stories and updates from the second half of Sexual Assault Awareness Month and for more tips and encouragement along your own healing journey. You can check us out at IamOneVoice.org or on Facebook.